I love. Welcome to <laughs> everyone. What an intro! I know. Yeah. So rewind. Hi, love. Welcome to this episode of Why Out Now. It's your boy, the Amanda, Simeon Taylor. Thank hey, you. Hey, hey. Yay! Another fan in here. Um, and today on the podcast, we have the amazingly talented Drew. So welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Uh, what's the most exciting part of your week been? Oh, the week's just begun. This, I guess this is the most exciting part of my week. Me, seeing me. Yeah, always, <laughs> always. So let's do a pronoun check. What are your pronouns? He, him. I'm very basic, I guess. That bitch. That bitch. Perfect. Oh my God, I got in the shower today with my glasses on, not even completely realizing yeah. how, yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> I've yet to do that. Do you watch Real Housewives? Of course I do. What would your Real Housewives tagline be? Oh shit, we always do this, but I, I just, oh, I don't know. My friend, my friend Ishan has like a really good one for me. I can't remember what it was. I could tell you, oh, girl, I, you put me on this. <laughs> no, yeah. Okay. But mine would be, I don't know. Mine would be. Tell me. It takes a real bitch to spot a fake bitch. And honey. I'm the realest of them all. Hey, get it, get it, get it, get it. <laughs> Do you know what? I'll come back to you then. Come back. Maybe yeah? you could find one out for me. Okay, we'll see what yeah. we discover anything there in this podcast. Go. I like that. I like that. There we go. Two facts I'm going to give you today that I actually learned. Give it to me. You know, Taylor Swift, mm -hmm. in her concert, she uses AI technology mm -hmm. to spot like any stalkers. So she literally has this latest surveillance that scans people's faces and then she has people red flagged and it picks up if there's any like stalkers that she's put down on her system in a concert. Wow. <laughs> but I'm also just like, who the fuck do you think you are, Taylor Swift? Like, calm down. Second fact, mm -hmm. did you know that roughly most clouds weigh the same weight as a blue whale? But like a cloud consists of water. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. It's something to do with like, the gravity in the sky. Oh, <laughs> I was watching okay. our documentary this way. It was so weird. I was like, what? what? That piece of water, like... I guess so, because planes, planes, I guess, are quite heavy, right? And yeah. Like, when it comes to aviation, I'm still surprised every time I'm on a plane. Yeah. Like, how is this still up? And people have tried to explain it to me before, and I'm just like, no, this is too much right yeah. now. I don't get that. The, the way that the gravity works out. Yeah. It's just like, you know, that meme of like science... What is it like? Loads of written like algebra and things like that, and you just oh, it's like that confused face. You're that's like, that's exactly huh? me. That <laughs> me. Uh, let's drop the theme tune and get this episode going. Let's get it going. You know, this is, this is going to sound really creepy, but I'm going to say it anyway. Every time I get on a plane, I'm like, you're going to die. And you just have to prepare I think yourself same for thing. Yeah. I think the same thing when I get on a roller coaster. Oh, yeah, that's why I don't do Final roller destination. Coasters. At least, listen, at least with the plane I'm getting from A to B, you know, a roller coaster is just like, it's pointless. Round the track. Yeah, it's like, no, I'd rather leave a country, go somewhere hot and be like, there's potential of me dying and it's okay. Because if I get there, that's amazing. I'll get to this beautiful little country, it's like by the beach or whatever. But a roller coaster, there's no incentive. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, but I mean, like, I'd rather just die. Mm. 
and the nice Mediterranean Sea than Amen. in Alton Towers. Amen. <laughs> that is it. Chin chin. That is right. It. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. tell us quickly a bit about your background. You are. So, I am Egyptian. Mm. Born and raised in Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. I left Copenhagen when I was 19 because I wanted a more interesting, diverse lifestyle. Um, so then I moved to London. I studied here, and I've been here ever since. I've been, and well, actually, at the moment, I'm between Copenhagen and Denmark. Uh, Cop- oh, Copenhagen and Denmark. Uh, <laughs> Copenhagen and London. Um, yeah. So for the past few months, I've been between both cities. Okay. Uh, and I just miss London way too much. Yeah. So I've been here now for like 15 years. You know, it's it's hard to go back to a smaller city. What yeah. is it? Is it like is diversity for you like a massive thing? Like there wasn't yeah. much diversity in your city growing up whatsoever in terms no. of like ethnicities, sexualities. Absolutely not. And especially when you're like, you know, both queer and Arab, like mm-hmm. it's not it's not an easy place to be. Yeah, I can know? imagine. Obviously I grew up a person of colour and gay yeah. in a very small town in the north exactly. of England. So you know, it's yeah. especially in the north of England, it's not that easy. Yeah. So now you have an amazing platform called NAF Space, yes. right? So NAF Space, so N-A-F-S dot space, which I thought NAF stood for North African. And then I Googled, oh. I Googled it and I was Googling back and forth. And then I went, does it have an Arabic meaning? Yeah, yeah. And then that's when I realized that it has an Arabic meaning and it yeah. means like you or ego and it's breathe. Everything. Yeah. So basically the word NAF in Arabic, it, it, when used in the Egyptian dialect in a sentence, it could mean anything, it, not anything, but it has anything that it ever means correlates to a human, an individual, their individuality, nefsi, nefs, like it goes from your soul to my personal opinion or my way of thought. It's all about, you know, you'll say the word nefs, you know, uh, and that's why I chose that word. Actually, my best friend Sarah helped me choose that word because we just thought it resonated a lot with an individual's narrative. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, because um, like I said, you use it throughout conversation, and that's what I really liked about it. You do use it in like conversation, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's great, like know? how like you just slot it in. If you, yeah, so like a casual sentence would be like, for instance, like um, you know, if I say something about myself and my views about something, I'd always say NNFC, like me personally, like my you know my narrative would suggest mm-hmm. X Y Z. Okay, yeah. that's cool. I like so, it has like multiple meanings. Yeah, that's sick. Well, there's a, a lot of words in Arabic have that, you know, and it's all about how you kind of use these words, you know. Yeah, it's great. Shout out, shout, shout out to out. you say Sarah as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Sarah, big you up. But also the reason why space happened was because I was looking for you know the equivalent of a dot com or a dot uk whatever, and space came up, and I was like, well, actually. That makes absolute sense for me because mm-hmm. it's about it's about a queer space. Yeah, it's a community. It's like it's a, a community. representation of a community yeah. as well, and I like that. Exactly. So that's why we we stuck with NAF space. Mm-hmm. You know the most googled word in Arabic. It you know it's sex. What in air? Like okay, like how to say it, or like how or in in those nations do they Google it? <laughs> I just read it. It just said the most Google word in Arabic is sex. So I'm mm. guessing in Arabic, yeah. the most Google word is sex. I, don't, I wouldn't even know how to say sex in Arabic. I've come from a very, very, <laughs> very, very Christian family. Very conservative family. And what yeah. made you like want to start that space? For me personally, again, I have been working in the art and fashion world in London and the industries for so long. And there was always a lack of representation within the Swana community. And especially like me being Arab, like I always try to kind of 
push myself to work harder and I noticed I was working harder than a lot of other people within the companies that I worked in uh, and I'd never progress and it was wow yeah it was you know it was a very daunting and it was a brutal realization so I was like okay let me take matters into my own hands uh, and rather than just support myself and help myself I want to create a community that I can potentially help in the long run so it also works a little bit as an incubator where these new artists don't know, don't have a clue about what, how to become artists, how to exhibit, how to do this, how to produce. And I could also guide them to an extent of how they can go about having their career. That's sick. Yeah. And now I'm like at 23 artists and it's great because now people are coming to me and it's That's good. so nice. And obviously I'm still active on, on Instagram and I'm totally looking for anybody who's doing something amazing, creative, and I've just introduced music to the platform too. I just want it to be a hub that everybody goes to yeah. to see queer Swana talent. Swana stands for Southwest Asian and North African. Amazing. It's good because it's like you built up that it's like inclusive queer community that's yeah. like supports each other. And yeah. especially like when you're in creative fields, it's always beneficial for everybody mm -hmm. to be helping each other because literally it's who you know and like the more diverse people you have the better the product of work is point but blank absolutely i mean also every artist has a different story you still have the artists who are still in parts of north africa that are you know being exiled by their families and they're having like you know they're hiding their their stories and everything and they're under pseudo names because it's still you know it's still quite tough for them to come out so publicly and then you have the ones who live in Europe who, you know, are, are people of diaspora and children of diaspora who... What's diaspora? Diaspora is basically when uh, a generation has moved from their original country of ethnicity or heritage to another one. Okay. Right? And Your parents did that, right? Yeah. yeah so, so your parents did And I am, I am a product of that. So I'm a child of diaspora, basically. I never heard that word before, yeah. diaspora. It's a great word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, trust me, I have learned so much about this platform and creating it because... You have to be culturally sensitive to a lot of things. Well, it's like the main country that people that you work with are from, or is it just a complete mixture? But it's do you feel like you get a lot of messages more, people from um, Lebanon? No, not necessarily. Do you know what? Lebanon is phenomenal. Lebanon is like, I in mean, the um, Arab world, it's the oh, best place to go. It's like the most friendliest LGBT place. Absolutely. And there's so many collectives that are helping out the LGBT community. And, you know, there's so many people who are getting together and doing things for the LGBT community in Lebanon. And it's fantastic to see. So they have their own, mm -hmm. like, they have their own network and they have their own community. And it's fantastic. Beirut uh, is in Lebanon. Beirut's in Lebanon. Beirut, yeah. 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 Because that was the first pride that they had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in mm -hmm. the Arab world, which is amazing. Which is great. I mean, it was like, I know, because I watched a documentary about it, I remember like, maybe a year ago and it was following uh, some of the creators and they were saying they was receiving like so much hate and so Absolutely, much like yeah. messages to kind of like shut it down. Yeah. And then they had to do it like in more of like a private space, which is a shame, but it was also amazing to see that they stuck to it Yeah. because I could, I don't know what it feels like to be given hate messages mm. for just trying to like break down barriers and just trying to support other people that are just like you and to live your yeah, authentic yeah. life. I don't know what that feels like. And I feel like a lot of Western people, they don't actually really know or realize what it is like to be from a Southwest Asian community or North, yeah. North, North African. Um, so I just want to say 
thank you to you oh. and like congratulations because you should be super proud of this and that NAS space. Listen, it's not me. It's also the creators that I got. Yeah. Them. But thank no, yeah. yeah. So thank you to them. Yeah, they're amazing. Because without them, obviously you also wouldn't exist. So yeah, you're you're all right in Absolutely. a way. But also without you, you wouldn't also be given the platform That's the exposure. True. Without you, I wouldn't be here right now speaking about them. So I'm sorry, I'm just shit at taking you know? compliments. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Thank and thank you. them. Thank all you. of them. Yeah. So let's actually speak about some awesome creative Swana people that you work with on your platform. Mm -hmm. People that we should be keeping an eye on, watching out for, giving credit to, following, Absolutely. supporting. Obviously, we should be doing all that to all the people that you work with. Mm -hmm. But some people specifically that you're like, these are going to be the next people to blow up. Ooh, that is fun. Okay, well, I think I've got a friend and a creative who is on. And a lover. And a lover. <laughs> I wish I had a lover. Um, no, so I have a, a friend who's also a creative on Neff Space. His name is Marwan Kabur. He's amazing. And he's also started his own kind of platform called To Queer, which is fab. Is it on the gram? It's on the gram. Yeah, I'm going to follow that now. It's on, so it's T A W K E R? K E double E R? Something like that. To Queer. Minute To Queer. No, show me it. What's it say? Second one. Let me have a look. No, I'm going to type it in and then I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Met a guy from England. He will find first car straight to Japan. Go on, Brie. Said I know he want to take me higher, but I know he really only want my vagina. Swipe, swipe, that's my language. Only with a nigga that can handle it. She knows, girl. Right, so I found it, I found it, found it. It's the queer. So it's T-A-K-W-E-E-R underscore. And that is a really, really, really good thing. And I'd always, I'd always say like that's, that is going to be something huge. It's amazing. It's great. He talks about a me. lot. I mean, same. <laughs> me that verse top. Same girl. Same. <laughs> no verse, like, but I was saying it's a top. It's t-shirt. First ah! t-shirt. You know, I mean, that was yeah. I feel you. <laughs> I got it. I'm a bit slow today, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he's doing some amazing stuff. We've got Ahmed uh, Surur, who's also a really great designer. We have got House Babylon that does homeware. Ooh. Girl, we got we got it all. Girl, I got it all. <laughs> I don't know that song, but I'm gonna vibe with you. Oh God. <laughs> Haters um, gonna hate. Players gonna play. But we've got so many. I mean, just get get on my platform, nafs.space, and. I've got an abundance of creatives and the house of abundance, the house of abundance. <laughs> and also huge, 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 huge shout out to um, pride of Arabia, because if it wasn't for them, I don't think I would have started this platform. They are like, we're a collective of, you know, queer, you know, swanted people. And yeah, I met them a year ago and because of them, this is why I started what I do. Mm -hmm. Shout out to them. Shout out to Pride of Arabia, Pride as of we refer to it as POA. POA, baby. POA, yeah. Point of assholes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that does happen once in a while. It's <laughs> nice, but it's fine. <sighs> Dream. I know. Look at us both. <laughs> we both looked up into the sky like, oh, can't Dream. wait for that next day. Right? <laughs> can't wait to be like in a club where that is I know, allowed. don't. I know. Whose asshole was you thinking about then? Oh, God, my own. It's 
Oh, <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen my own asshole. Actually, last time I was in it was probably when I was shaving it. To be honest, I mean, you should. I mean, I, obviously, I play shave? with it. I mean, I don't shave it often because obviously my man is in Romania living his That's... life for five months. So I mean, when he's told me that, I was like, "What are you doing?" But you know, each yeah. own. He, he, you know, he should do it. He should yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, we have like a cool little yeah. situation. Love. I love him. I respect him. So <clears throat> that's it. And that's why y'all work together so mm-hmm. well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so. Let's go. <laughs> as we just, we just love to drift off. We do. So you've just talked about some Swana talent on your books. Okay. I like to say books like you're that bitch. I am. Eventually. <laughs> yeah. So there is an artist that I actually just bought a print from who I adore. It's Sarah. Sahara. It's okay. Well, her Instagram is Sarah Baba. All right? one word. Yeah, that's her Instagram. It's all one word, Sarah Baba. And it's really great. She does like, she takes amazing photos and then she just has little um, subtitles, both in Arabic and in English. And it's really cute. Yeah. And it's about her, like, it's about her coming in. Oh, not, I wouldn't say coming in. It's about her expressing her femininity. And her like lust for sexual desires, and not only that, but also she has this one piece that says, um, "Focusing on my higher being." Like it's just great. Like I love that kind of shit. I'm a sucker for all this mm-hmm. stuff. And the photos that she takes are just incredibly elaborate. Beautiful. And you're like, "This is the life. This is the shit. This is where I want to live. Like this is, this is me. Bit of me. Bit, Bit of me. Of that. Me. Yeah. She's got like the one. The print that I bought was um, a print of a of her." Because she takes pictures of herself, um, of her in a bathtub, smoking a shisha. Yes. And I'm like, yes, girl. And like the colors, like the the whole bathroom is like blue, and the shisha in itself is like hot pink. Oof. And you're Oof. like, oh, a dream. Yeah, those clothes together are yeah, just like, it. get it. <laughs> yeah. And then her with her hair up in the bathtub, just smoking, <laughs> and you're like, oh, get it. The girl. empowerment in that picture is just yes. yes. <laughs> Was he sick that I like that? Let's talk about how we can be an ally to the Swana community. Buy our work, buy our work, you know, show us the respect that you show, you know, other Western artists, you know, I was actually with a very great artist earlier today before I came here. And, you know, he's been approached by many galleries and it's really annoying from his perspective and also everybody else in our community's perspective of galleries bring us on to kind of show more diversity. And it's like, but where were we before? Where were we before? Why didn't you? Why did you not want to, you know, have us before? Once again, it goes back to what we were saying earlier about optics, you know. But what you can do is research what what we're doing in our community and buy our work. You mm-hmm. know, we are just as established um, and we are just as creative and we're just as amazing as other artists. So. You know, a good starting point, obviously, is my website. Um, <laughs> my cash app, my, PayPal. <laughs> come on, girl. Don't worry. I'll start an OnlyFans soon. Um, <laughs> I also did that as well. I've been thinking that for a oh, while. Oh, honey. Seeking arrangements for me is OnlyFans for me. Like, really? Girl. Like, because... it's Listen, shit's getting real. Shit is getting real. And I love OnlyFans. I want to do one. I just, unfortunately, don't have the body for it. But, but but this is no 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 because this is what it is go. like what do you think that an OnlyFans body is because at the end of the day are you joking like this is what everybody says they're like oh my god no. but you could just be you you could do you uh-uh. the reality of it is no come on tell me what do you think 
The reality of it is, confidence sells. Confidence sells so much. If you've got... Oh my God, I'm getting schooled on business. <laughs> I love it. If you've got an average size penis, an average body, mm-hmm. and you have the confidence, you know, I it think it's just, it's, just, it's just about finding your niche as well. I feel like yeah. it's like finding like, for example, Plushy was saying he was would start on OnlyFans and like masturbate on like public transport and outdoors because like... But what if he got caught? Like, that's what I'm scared about. But that is also a kink that people like, the thrill of maybe potentially getting caught, you know? So I feel like there's definitely a market there for you if you're ever wanting to only fans. I'm sending this to my brother, so I can't really talk too much about what I'm going to do. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, maybe. Okay. <laughs> so what's your brother's name? Edward. Edward. So stop listening right now, Edward. <laughs> this is when we start. This is the point where you cut off. Yeah. Go, um, back to, go back to your children and then come back. And then come back yeah. when when you're not drew's brother (laughs) and you're also a gay man (laughs) so yeah yeah or a man that's interested in a penis (laughs) anyway so 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 game time so let's see what should we call it just say it Okay, just, just say, say it. it. Just saying. Just, just say, say it. it. And they were roommates. <laughs> 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 okay. So I'm going to say a word. Okay. And I just want you to say the first thing that comes to your mind. I'm yeah. Scared. Don't pause. Just say it. Okay. Unfiltered. Shit. Oh my God, but I can't do that. Okay. Well, yeah? I'll, I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. You can do it. I'll try. Drew, you can do anything, baby. This is true. <laughs> yes. I like that attitude. Do yeah, it. You ready? Clouds. Sky. Vagina. Ew. <laughs> 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 Blue whale. <laughs> Arabic. Passion. COVID. Ooh. Basic. Yes. Cancelled. No. Money. Meh. Sexton. Dick pick. Felicia. Bye. <laughs> Positive. Negative. Negative. Positive. <laughs> <laughs> when I wrote that down, I wasn't expecting you to say negative. So I was like, after positive was negative actually as well. <laughs> Douching. Yes. Valentino. Armani. Balenciaga. COVID. Chocolate. Yum. Euphoria. What's your face? Zendaya. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Excitement. Happy. Pleasure. Great. Denmark. Boo. <laughs> Egypt. Yay. London. Woo! <laughs> Do sounds count? Because the build up. <laughs> well, like that. Love. Hate. Thank you. You're welcome. Penis. Yum. Microphone. Love. Water. Yes. Just making these up now as I go along. <laughs> Chair. Sit. <laughs> Jesus. God. Mm. But do you see the tone of God, though? Yeah, God. God. Not like God. Not, woo, God. No. <laughs> it was God. Not, like a, not like a gospel God. It's like a God. Right. Wrong. No, actually, I'm just saying right, like next Oh. Week. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, right, moving on. You're going to tell me when you're stopping. Come there's, on. You know what? There's so many words, like ways you can say right. Like, right, I'm going to go have a shower. Yeah. Like, right, turn right. Turn right. Like, you're Hello. right. Exactly. Uh, which, which right are we going with? Right. Um, I've had it with you. I'm going to tell you this story because <laughs> this 
This, I mean, I was shocked when I had this conversation with my dad. It was a debate. You know, my dad... Because <laughs> every, every time it's like a hot topic with my mom, yeah. it's a question mm -hmm. that turns into an argument. But then I, when I tell people about like, it was a debate yeah. in defense of my parents, but it wasn't. It wasn't usually a heated argument. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. I think with me and my dad, we've always had debates. We've always had healthy debates. Okay, maybe not always. That's a lie. Uh, yeah, that's not bullshit. <laughs> that's around not here. bullshit. Yeah, we we try, we try. But this one but this debate. One, oh my lord! He said to me, he's like Andrew. I was watching something about Black Lives Matter, and he's like, Andrew. But like, how can you relate to this? You're not black. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm not. That's great. He's like, Andrew, we're white. I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> no. I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> And he just went on about, you know, where we're Egyptian white. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? I'm like, dad, we stemmed from Nubia. You know, like I did a, I did one of those um, ancestry.com things. Mm -hmm. It said like, I'm predominantly Ethiopian, Eritrean. And then wow. it just had Middle East. And I was like, the fuck is that? Uh, you know, like be yeah. a bit more specific. If you can tell me I'm from Eritrea and Ethiopia, you can also tell me what part whereabouts in the Middle East, which is in America. Yeah. You know, mm. then they have like the is it census? The census, right? Yes. Where they don't even have it's just white. Yeah. Um, they don't even have like white Egyptian. No. But it's because, like I said, it's because Egypt has white people. It has olive skin people, mm -hmm. and it has dark skin people. Like we are a plethora of well, not nationalities, because we're all Egyptian, but a plethora of skin tones. We're a diverse country, you know? But yeah, that, that conversation with my dad was just like a mind fuck. I was like, really? But do you mean he just said that just because he, maybe he's... One, maybe he just thinks like a black person is a black person where it's a darker shade of skin. Yeah. Two, maybe he doesn't want to face the fact that he is a person of color. He, he is doesn't want to face it. That's the whole yeah. point. Listen, that's why they well, left Egypt in the first place, you know? Like from my personal experience and from the Egyptians that I have met who are now in their 70s or 60s, you know, the older generation, they genuinely think that they are white. They generally have left Egypt to go to Western countries thinking that they are the same as these countries that they go to. And it's so, it's a lot of, I mean, in my opinion, I find it quite self-loathing Mm -hmm. I feel like they don't want to be associated with their with their heritage and their culture. That's literally what it is, yeah. You know, and it's it's quite depressing to see. But I'm I'm seeing now, you know, the younger generation of Egyptians, or not only Egyptians, you know, anybody from the Swana community, like they are really owning it. They're and really, as they should, yeah. And we're taking over. We're like, yes, we are Arab. We are. I'm Egyptian. I am, you know, Moroccan. I am this. I am that. And I can do whatever the hell I want with my heritage yeah. behind me you know speaking of moroccan see this is hard because i really want to go to morocco okay um, i've never been you've never been mm -mm. see because radu was actually saying you should ask drew about morocco especially oh, yeah. marrakesh because he'll tell you the true lights of it well fuck you radu because he's yeah. never been lying, bitch. <laughs> uh, lying no but morocco i mean listen yves saint laurent spent a lot of time there for a damn reason yeah. he had like a plethora of men you know, <laughs> he loved it. Like gay, by the sounds of it, it sounded like the gay life there was amazing. It was popping. It was popping. And yeah. back in the day, you know, like, I think, what was it, in the 20s or something, it was known to be like 
the Paris the version. Mecca. Yeah, <laughs> a gay Mecca. There was opium everywhere. Everybody was just like living their lives, yeah. living their best lives. You know, it's great. I don't like to go to a country and give my money to a country that doesn't really support like the LGBTQ community. Yeah. For example, I, I would never go to Russia, as beautiful as Russia can be. I wouldn't go to Russia because the way that yeah, it's run. They treat the yeah. gay people there and the queers is just absolutely fucking joke. Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, people are like, no, like you'd be so surprised by Morocco because there's gay parties, there's really good nightlife, the culture's beautiful. So maybe just give it a go. Mm. I think you should. I was hoping you would like answer my question. On I that think one. you should. No, no, honestly, I think you should. Listen, let's not lie. I probably let's, will. Yeah. Let's let's be let's be real. No country, or I mean, I've yet to see a country that's a hundred percent supportive of everything that is going on. Yeah. And be that gay gay rights, women's rights. There's so many things that that still need to change. And I I honestly don't even think the UK is up to that standard. No, it's not. You know, we pretend that the UK is great. No, London is great. The rest of the UK is still, you know, trying to deal with a lot of other shit. It's still racist. It's still, it's still racist. homophobic. Absolutely. It's still transphobic. Absolutely. So we can't sit Very here sexist. and just like demonize a whole nation because of you know, yeah, you know, hearsay about oh, this guy went there there and he got abused. Yeah, well, I get abused when I go up north. I get abused when I go to the Lake District. I, my God, I got so much abuse. You got abused in the Lake District? It was so weird. Really? Oh, my God. It's just like, you know when you also can get, when you get a sense where people make you feel like you don't belong? Yeah. Oh. All when I, I went to Czech Republic and I was the only person of color there, mate. When I was oh walking God. down the street, the stairs mm. I would get. Mm-hmm. But that, do you know what? That's really surprising. Like, the Lake District, well, um, a couple of weeks ago, I went to the countryside, just yeah. Portsmouth, just two hours outside London. It was really funny because I was with my friend Anna, who was a black woman. Yeah. And we were saying, this looks like, you know, one of those white cultish towns that literally <laughs> would like, skin you alive and burn you. And we were here. Do you want you to sense that? Mm-hmm. But the Lake District, I've never actually been. A lot of my friends do go, but yeah. so I can't really comment. But none of all my friends that have gone have been white, so they've never had an experience like that. But please educate me on what the hell you went through. I literally, so I went with the my ex boyfriend and his family at the time, who were you know from Sunderland, so very white. <laughs> um, Did you see that thing on the, uh, the gram? And it said, what? "When you go to your white partner's house at Christmas, and you think you've got Corona, but you've not, just because the food's bland." <laughs> <laughs> I have no- <laughs> oh my god, can you send that to me, please? Next time you see that, please send that to me. I was gonna send it to Radu. Oh I was like, I better not, I better not, I better, like- not. <laughs> <laughs> better not come for his mum's mum's oh, food. Oh. Um no, like the lake just it's it, it was an experience. It was a beautiful place to visit. It was great, but it was also that thing where when you are walking through the field and doing your little treks or whatever and you see another person of color, you give each other that nod of like, hey, hi, I got you. It, You're not it, alone. Isn't that, you know you what? Know? And it's great. Yeah. Like, you know, that like that's the only time you feel like, or yeah, it's just like you feel comforted. Yeah. Like, like I'm not the only one. Yeah, like, hey. don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. If they attack us, we'll meet over there near the second stone on the left, <laughs> near the oak tree. You know, you know, underneath uh, the bridge. Hey, you know what? No word alive. <laughs> but people of color can say a shit ton just through eye contact. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know, even in like past work experiences, when someone would say like some nasty shit, like racist shit, you look at the other person like, of color and you're like, did that bitch just say that? Really? <laughs> oh my God, what are they going to do about it? Yeah. Okay, shit, wait, do, are you going to complain or should I? And that's you, also yeah, a stare. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And they're like, okay. <laughs> they, look, they look to the left and then you both walk to the back. You're like, oh my 
Oh my god. He took the Girl, did you hear that? Shit. Oh my god. <laughs> but it's true. We're good at that. Something our, our parents taught us very well. Oh my god. And they were roommates. <laughs> Have you ever seen that video? A guy in New York and he's sat on the steps and then this woman's walking past and she's on her phone and she's like this. And they were roommates. <laughs> and then he goes, turns the camera around, he's high, he goes, oh my God, and they were roommates. <laughs> I love that. Send that to me too. He doesn't buy anybody. Listen, our culture paid the way for the cultures now. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they can suck on it. Kylie Jenner? Oh my God, Kylie Jenner. God, Kylie just... or Kendall? Oh, Kylie. <laughs> I was going to say, burn them both. I would like, literally, if I have to, I would. But Kylie. Valenciaga! <laughs> but if I had to choose, it would be Kylie. Kylie is just a bit more fun, you know? And also, like, she's. I mean, I guess. Wait, 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 wait. You just come from Kylie saying that she's rubbing the culture. And then she's you're rubbing choosing the Kylie over Kendall. But she doesn't even know that she's rubbing the culture. But now we're like educating her. We're like, hey, Kylie, so that's like, so, that's like Nancy Agram video right there that you just appropriated. Oh, shit, that's also a Ruby video. Like, and, you know, I think she's learning a lot from it now. I think, yeah. you know, a lot of the Arab community have come to her and been like, bitch, what you trying yeah, to do check yourself. here? Yeah. You know? And I don't know. I also maybe maybe some, some some kind of nostalgia. She does look a lot like the pop stars, the Arab pop stars that I used to listen to. So I'm like, okay, girl, I'll give you a little bit of it, but not too yeah, much. Yeah, not like, too much. Now, like now, rein it in. But rain like, in. you feel like she's rubbing the culture of what? Was you like her outfits or it was her, her outfit, skin? It was her outfit, her hair, her makeup. Like that was oh, okay. Like the whole look for that video that she did was. Which video was this? It was for her makeup. Uh, she looked. A hundred percent like a Arab pop star, a female Arab pop star from the late 90s, early 2000s. And it was just like, I just remember sending it to so many of my friends. And my friends sending it to me were like, what the fuck? Is this an Arab music video? Because this is just like some next level shit. Mm -hmm. You know, like it was so like done. It was so tacky. <laughs> I, I honestly, like, you know, I wear a lot of gold, for instance, and my friends are like, oh, mm, yeah. Andrew, that's so tacky. I'm like, listen, Go, how, you what? can take the bitch out of Egypt, <laughs> but, <laughs> but the bitch is forever going to be tacky. Just let me, like, let's be real. I'm not going to lie. How is gold tacky? I guess the Drew's friends. How is gold tacky? <laughs> Please tell me that. <laughs> you yeah. sat there with your AliExpress jewelry. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something then. Yeah, and I feel like maybe we should actually educate people mm. in terms of what the difference between cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation. Yeah. Um, okay. So for me, appreciation mm. is knowing where it comes from, mm -hmm. respecting whether that be religion, cultural, heritage, race respecting all of that and knowing where it comes from and researching that before you wear we're speaking about specifically about clothes we're gonna speak about clothes i'm okay. gonna speak about clothes yeah so wearing those clothes knowing exactly like who's made it obviously what the people went through what the culture has gone through and then appropriation is literally let's steal it's just a st let's just yeah steal. it's just taken yeah gone no respect no credit no thought gone into it. But then there's I, like, it looks cool, so I'm gonna wear it, but yeah. actually not realizing. But then there's also like that I remember Levi's did something with a creative queer 
um, Egyptian, actually. And my friend sent it to me and was like, what do you think of this? Okay. And I was like, Ugh. what and was it? It was basically like, you know, an Egyptian model who's queer, plus size. And he was, you know, wearing his Levi's and he was talking about his experience about um, coming out and all this stuff. For me personally. Was that, for, was that around Pride Month? It was during BLM. It was like, the, yeah. So that was just a token person. It was a token person yeah. thing. And, you know, we were discussing this and I, you know, I, I always see both sides to the story. I say this all the time and it's just, I annoy a lot of people when I say this. I'm like, there's your version, there's my version and there's the truth. Right? So with this situation, mm -hmm. this guy goes in, he's like the face of Levi's for Pride Month, I guess it is. And um, he talks about how Egypt wasn't really safe. And like, once again, it's that putting down a whole culture and a whole, you know, country to kind of justify who he is now. Part of me understands it. Yes. Okay. Egypt isn't, you know, the most queer friendly place. You can't walk hand in, oh, you can't walk hand in hand with another guy on the street and people won't question that because that's just the yeah. culture. Um, but yeah, it was, that, that, it was that side of demeaning a whole culture to kind of prove their point about themselves. And I said the same thing to my friend uh, who was questioning this. And I was like, listen, there is, there is a fine line between appreciating and appropriating. In that time, Levi's was appropriating by saying, oh, look at how sad these like Egypt is. You know, they don't even accept gay people. And then he's come to America and he's just, you know, mm -hmm. now and we're himself. giving him a platform and they're giving this. him a platform for it. So, so it's, it's literally, it's demonizing a country. You know, and I don't think that's fair. No, it's not. Yes. Like I said before, not only Egypt, still places in the UK are going through yeah. issues with LGBT, with women's rights, even mm -hmm. for shit's sake. Like, come on. I mean, on. there's still there's still a pay gap, yeah. for Christ's sake. Do you know what I mean? But it's so easy to point a finger at someone else. Yeah, this is what we do. Yeah. Like, from the UK, we sit on a pedestal and we Absolutely. feel like our country is literally the hierarchy of everything. Mm -hmm. And we have a right to be saying that country's doing this wrong and yeah. that's embarrassing for them. Absolutely. When our country isn't even... You guys aren't you know, even giving like equal pay. Like, come on. Do you know what I mean? Sort your own shit first before you go and demonize other people. But we're in denial. Yeah, absolutely. As a country, we're in denial. Exactly. And do you know what? The sad reality of it is, even in our older age, it's the same situation. Yeah. You can go to a company where you work and you experience racism and you experience what homophobia, whatever, and you'll follow the protocol, go to HR, nothing happens. Mm hmm nothing happens we'll maybe release an email to everyone to let them know that we stand for like zero tolerance for bullying and mm -hmm. homophobia and transphobia and racism oh they'll do but that, that person but... is still employed absolutely. and we'll just get a verbal warning absolutely you yeah, know that's how it works so from i think from a young age we've always kind of or i don't know about you i'll <laughs> i'll talk on my behalf too i've always experienced that you can calling shit out doesn't you doesn't get you anywhere it doesn't. It's yeah. so annoying because you're like, you become this like vigilante where you're like, I just need to, you know, tell them this experience is not okay and you shouldn't be speaking to people like that in hopes of some kind of change. That change never happens. And that's what aggravates me. And hence again, another reason why I started this company, you know, was because I have witnessed myself go through a lot of shit working in the fashion industry, in the creative world where racism is rife racism is rife in both fields mm -hmm. and you call it out 
and nothing happens. It's all optics. So then it just is like, what's the point? What's the point? Dare I say anything for nothing to happen yeah. again? And then instead, you'll just get your name slated in the industry. So you'll never like have a job again. Great. Fantastic. So I've just shut myself in the foot by calling something out. <laughs> that was well, which was the right thing to do. Exactly. Because, you know, we're told to be right, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. We're, we're told to right stand up wrong. for what is right. Absolutely. It's just like, it's just like, yeah. it's, uh, I mean, once again, it's just it's like exhausting, yeah, you know, and it's yet yeah, again, it's like, you know, we shouldn't be the one educating people in terms of why racism mm -hmm. is wrong and how we can change. Yeah. Trans people shouldn't be educating people in terms of why healthcare is so important to them and why no. people shouldn't be discriminating. No, exactly. It's not their job. It's, it's people's jobs to learn and to educate themselves in terms of why change is needed and what they can do to be an ally. Absolutely. It's literally as simple as that. Like, I just need to become the person I needed when I was a kid. I need to become the person I needed when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. What's your star sign? Pisces. She's an okay. emotional. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it is. <laughs> the very like, I need to give more. Mm. I'm never satisfied with my standards. Never. I always need to give more. That's what it is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and we're we're big. Which is good pleasers. though, you know. I don't know. It's, it's an what emotional. You we're good. We're good pleasers. No, we're good at we're all about <laughs> pleasing other people. Oh yeah, I mean. <laughs> you dirty bitch. <laughs> you dirty bitch. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> and that's the end of the podcast. And that's that. And that is that, guys. <laughs> so, what is your Instagram handle? Drew dot Dimitri. That is me. But then also my business is Nafs dot Space. I like a dot. We love a good dot, don't we? We, we love a good punctuation. Period. So this wraps up this episode of Why Out Now. I have been Simeon Taylor. And I have been Drew Dimitri, founder of Naf Space. And this has been Why Out <laughs> oh, can we put that song on to like leave on? On the end, do you want to yeah. put it on? Oh, oh, try. Okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go. Come